Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up, War Report family? It is Monday, March the 6th, and we are talking running back today. Myself, Ike Jones, we're asking the question, is Jarquez Hunter a top three running back in the SEC this year? Tank is gone. Jarquez is here. Let's drop it on. You are you now, are now listening, listening to, to the War Report. What's up, War Report family? It's your boy, Mike G. I'm here with my guy, Ike Jones. It's Monday. I'm going to get the week kicked off, starting talking about offense and running back, Ike. Jarquez Hunter, man, is he going to be a top three running back in the league this year? Now, when he came to Auburn, I was very adamant that I thought this kid was going to be a star. Very adamant. Didn't quite work out that way in the Harson era because of some noted problems they had on offense. But, you know, Tank was still able to eat. He split a lot of time with Tank. And I think I'm pointing at one statistic that I want to get your take on about why I think he is going to be the, the, a star, and that is yards per carry average last year, and limited touches. Um, and the counter to my own argument that I have is, is that as the feature back and people game planning for him, is that significantly harder for him this year? Or was he just good at avoiding contact and getting up field? Yeah, I mean, I think that he has shown the ability to be able to break tackles, to be able to find open running lanes. And I think that he's going to continue to be good at that. His, his yards per carry probably is going to go down this year sure. because he's going to get more touches. Um, and to your point, he's going to be the guy that people are game planning for. The question for me is going to be how many yards is that offensive line going to be able to generate for him? Or because the thing that he doesn't have that Tank has is just the elusiveness in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um Jarquez Hunter in the open field is darn near impossible to tackle one-on-one. Um, but he doesn't necessarily have that ability to make guys miss if there's immediate pressure in his face. So the offensive line being able to like at least get stalemate is going to be important for Jarquez Hunter to be successful down after down. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, you know, I think the overall answer is, yeah, he's still going to be successful this season because the guy's just – He's a worker, and I believe that he's going to put in the work necessary to get where he needs to be. Well, for reference sake, right, um, Tank had not 179 rushing attempts last year, right. um, in which he produced uh, 970 yards and 5.4 yards per carry, right? Jarquez Hunter only had 104 attempts, but he did turn in 6.4 yards per carry last year, which mm-hmm. is a ridiculous—I mean, that's a— well over a first down every two times you touch the ball, right? So if he averages that, I think he's going to lead the league in rushing. Uh, but to your point, 
Uh, they're going to key on him this year. You know, how much tougher is it going to be for him? You know, is left to see. But my question is, with a renewed, maybe emphasis on the passing game and rejuvenating that, are the opportunities going to be there for him to rush 179, 200 times in a season? That's going to be, that's, I think that's a very big question as to whether or not he gets 170 plus touches this year. Uh, I mean, they're going to be splitting touches again. It's not as if he's going to be a single feature back. He's going to definitely have, uh, you know, Brian Batie back there to get touches. He's definitely going to have Demari Austin back there to get touches. I don't know. I don't know. You know, there, there's no way to know right now whether or not this offense is going to feature the running back in that way mm. as far as being able to rush, right? Like, I know that he's going to get opportunities in the pass game as well. Uh, I think he's an underrated pass catcher, but I don't know if he's going to get 179 touches like Tank did last year. Mm. And a lot of those touches for both of those guys came in the the back half of the season, right. specifically those last four games, right? So, like, absent of those uh, new interim head coach slash running back coach guy saying, we're going to run the football a whole bunch of times, I don't even know if Tank gets to that number, right? So, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out as far as the, the balance between run and pass with this new offense and just the number of attempts that you're going to have or, or opportunities you're going to have just having the football, right? right. Like you can have more possessions in a game, and he'll be able to get more touches in that way. I don't know. Like, there's a way to make up for it without being a power run or run first team. So it's going to be interesting to see how how Coach Freeze and Coach Montgomery put this game plan together. Uh, okay, we're we're talking, we're definitely talking running back today, but um, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Robbie Ashford had 153 rushing attempts last year. Uh, give me your thoughts on the running quarterback, the dual threat, and how that affects his rushing attempts as well uh, this coming season. Yeah, I, I think with Robbie Ashford, you have more designed runs um, in a in a uh, in the offensive game plan. I, I don't know that Coach Hugh Freeze is going to want to go to that well as often um, unless he just absolutely has to. I think... Uh, if you look at the times he's had rushing quarterbacks or you look at Coach Philip Montgomery when they've had rushing quarterbacks, you know, so I'm focusing on Malik Willis and RG3 uh, as the sample sets for those. They do, they will feature a rushing quarterback in a very prominent way, but I think that they want to keep that quarterback healthy. Mm. Uh, so they're going to try to do it as little as possible. A lot of that's going to be dependent on how proficient Robbie Ashford can be with his arm, though. If they feel like... Uh, his arm isn't going to get it done, and they're just going to have to run him more often because you got to you got to get yards. Bottom line, point blank, period. We got to figure out how to grind out yards. If the best way to do it is for him to run, we're going to run him. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I'm not sure right now. Robbie Ashford's got a lot to say about that right now in the spring as his maturation comes and he's understanding the offense and his ability to uh, make incomplete passes in whatever fashion that they're trying to do out there. Mm. Now. Uh, let's talk about the screen game and the passing game when it comes to Jarquez Hunter for a second. Is like, does he have a chance to be the best all around back in the league? If you factor in his ability to be able to catch passes and make plays out of the backfield on screen plays on wheel routes on, I mean, he's, I mean, he, I think he's an amazing pass catcher. He's actually a very mm-hmm. good pass catcher for a running back. Uh, but mm-hmm. how does that factor into where he ranks in terms of offensive threats at the running back position? So that's interesting, right? Because, you know, we talk about top three running backs 
uh, I think the list has to start at Quidshun Judkins, right? Mm. Uh, your question is about him being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. I don't know that Judkins was asked to do a lot of catching the ball out of the backfield in in the system last year with Ole Miss. So um, as a pass catcher, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where to put him there. Um, the next big name that you're going to get as far as running backs are concerned in this league is probably going to be in Arkansas with uh, Raheem Sanders, mm. right? Again, Raheem Sanders not asked to catch the ball a lot in that offense. I mean, there's going to be occasional, uh, occasional screens, but he's not really like a Jameer Gibbs or uh, B. John Robinson as far as just like running actual running back routes and wheel routes and all that. So they're not doing that a lot in those offenses. Um, I really don't. I mean, you're going to have McClellan is going to be in the conversation with Bama just because he's there. Not a dynamic pass catcher as far as I've seen uh, in in what he's doing. Um, So does he have the opportunity to be a top dual threat? I think the answer to that has to be yes, just based on what I've seen from the other running backs. Can he be the best, though? Can he be the best all around um, back in the league. If you I don't see why not. Just because I think he's got great hands. I think, you know, it's, and I do think that this offense is going to feature him as a pass catcher a little bit more. Mm. Um, the guy that's going to compete for him the most for that, honestly, is on his own team. And that's Brian Batiste, because I think Brian Batiste is going to be an amazing dual threat running back. Okay. Uh, so I think we have, we, if, if we're talking about dual threats, I think we have probably the best dual threat combination backfield with Batee, Hunter, and uh, Austin coming into the season as far as all three being able to do both things really well. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they end up using him again. The Hugh Freeze offense, uh, the Hugh Freeze-Philip Montgomery offense is not something that we quite know what it's going to look like yet. Now, Hugh Freeze has been quoted in a few interviews Ike, of saying like, Yo, hey, listen, I don't know what this thing is going to look like yet. Like, we we're still trying to figure this out. We're still trying to figure that out. Um, and he has not coached any of these guys are down. But, right. you know, when we talk about being a top running back in the league means being a top running back on your team. And right. they have, you know, there's position battles ha- happening everywhere. Do you think in Hugh Freeze's mind there's a real position battle happening at running back? Is there any way Auburn rolls out game one and Jarquez Hunter is not the first back on the field? Absent of injury, I don't see that happening. Um, he's listen. A, a, as much as I respect the abilities of Brian Batie, I respect Jarquez Hunter that much more, and what I've seen him do in this league. Um, so I think that Brian Batie will be an amazing complement to what Jarquez brings. But I don't know that you're going to be able to outwork Jarquez Hunter yeah. for starting snaps i just I, I just don't like he just he's a workhorse kind of guy he's he's a head down get to it kind of i mean and and he's a big dude man jarquez hunter is a an absolute monster back there to attempt to bring down it unless he's having some sort of difficulties picking up the system mm. then i don't see it happening i just don't jarquez hunter's just too good to to not say yeah, we're just going to turn around and hand the ball to this guy 15 times in a game. You know, as a brand new coach, it's got to be a little comforting to at least have some guys, you know, hey, this is my guy. Yeah. Right? Like, no question, this is my guy at this position. You know, and the question that we're asking is, Jarquez Hunter, that guy, because they don't have a lot of those guys at many positions on this team. 
I mean, who else is that guy, right, uh, in any position? Uh, maybe DJ James and Keontae Scott have kind of locked up their positions. Um, mm. You know, uh, at linebacker, I don't know if anything's set. Yeah. You know, on D-line, maybe Jason Jones. Uh, I don't, I mean, again. I think Jason Jones is pretty set there in the interior defensive line. Just because a lot of the guys that are would be competing with him would be new coming mm-hmm. in. I think he's just got... Uh, enough leadership that he'll he'll be able to solidify himself up there. Right. Wide receiver, maybe Camden Brown and Coymore. Like, you know, it's it's but you can't say for sure with either one of those guys because you got Nick Martiner coming in, a big rangy guy that can do a lot of things. Um so there's some promise there, but there's no guarantee of like where those guys are at in the picking order if they're truly number one. And uh offensive line Right. I, there are some guys who are probably locked in, but we just don't know what the order of that is going to look like just yet on offensive line. And don't get me started on quarterback. We have no clue what's going on there. So yeah. uh, running back seems like the no-brainer to me. You know, you've got the incumbent in Jarquez Hunter. You've got the his, you know, his understudy in Damari Austin. And then you have a guy who's clearly talented in Batie who's coming in. Uh, you got some role players and Sean Jackson and who's the other guy in that room? There's one more. There were five of them out there. There were five. Oh, you're talking about the freshman. Um, Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, there you go. Cobb. Jeremiah Cobb. Yeah, Cobb out there who they have big plans for. Right. Now, in talking about the distribution of carries, there, there were some... We had, an, we had a discussion earlier in uh, the War Report season. Yes, we have seasons, people. In the War Report season about Cobb and how many touches he would get this year. I felt strongly based on the current running back room, there's a strong possibility he might redshirt. Some people felt like too talented to keep on the bench all year. And I'm just like, but how much are you going to need him with Jarquez Hunter, Demario Alston, and Batie? And do you want to burn a whole year of eligibility? Right? Especially when he can participate up in up to four games and then still redshirt. Uh, you know, what, you know, what do we think about Cobb, you know, in terms of like, you know, does Jarquez Hunter keep Cobb on the bench for the 2023 season? I don't see any reason. I agree that I don't see any reason why you shouldn't at least attempt to redshirt mm-hmm. uh, Jeremiah Cobb. As talented as he is, there's literally like you're telling me he is I, I mean, I, don't, I really honestly don't care if he's like the most dynamic running back Auburn has ever seen. Jarquez Hunter is still a, an absolute dude. He's that dude. He's and dude. so, yeah. like, I just don't know that you put Jarquez Hunter on the bench for Jeremiah Cobb when it's not as if if you don't use him his freshman year, he's going to waste away some kind of way. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't use it, you lose it. It's not like... Unless Jeremiah Cobb is just completely disgruntled with not being able to play as a true freshman, there's no reason to start him as a true freshman right. when you could absolutely redshirt him and he'd still have th- years of eligibility and still have just as good a chance to make it to the league if he doesn't play his freshman year. It's not like basketball where you know he's got the ability to go and jump to the league. He, he can't even leave unless he goes to the transfer <laughs> portal. Right. And the only way he goes to the transfer portal is if we're absolutely sucking at the running back position and he's sitting on the bench like, I know I'm better than these dudes. What are we doing? All right, right. And I just don't see that being the case with the guys in front of him being Jarquez Hunter, Brian Batie, Damari Austin. Yeah. Like, 
all of those guys are really good running backs. So I, I don't I don't see DeMar, uh, Jeremiah Cobb looking at that and saying to himself, I definitely should be starting over Jarquez Hunter. Right. Well, I think that um, personally, I think that he could benefit from a year in the weight room before he hits the field uh, for a full season or is used in anything other than a utility situation. I do feel like with the new redshirt rules you do i think it helps to get these kids some touches to let them feel what it's like to be the star and be like oh man it's so close i can't wait until i'm doing that every game uh so that is a tool that coaches have to to keep you know kids engaged in a year where they're probably not going to get much play because the guy in front of them is a dude and is clearly the dude so jarquez hunter is a dude you know we hope damari alston is but because there's no such thing as really a workhorse running back anymore, you can't run your running back into the ground. You have right. you have to you have to get him rest. You got to get him off the field, and you got to have more than one guy that can do the job. Because uh, you know, I don't know if there's another position on the field that's more prone to injury than running back. Yeah, I mean, it's, listen, it's contact con- consistently, and um, those those guys take a lot of punishment, which is a, another reason why Jarquez Hunter is amazing. Uh, because he's just kind of built to take it. Yeah. Yeah, his workout habits are legendary at this point, right? This guy squats horses in the weight room in cowboy boots. You know, he can do just about everything you ask. And from all we what we understand is a team player. So not only in the weight room and on the field, on the practice field, but, you know, uh, off the field, a uh, model teammate, a model student athlete, just somebody that you want on your squad. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. Jonathan Boyson Hunter has a chance to be a breakout player this year. Due to the last year, he is undervalued, in my opinion. And you probably probably won't see him on any preseason lists. Does he make a preseason list? I think he makes a preseason list. I mean, again, I I mentioned the two guys that will likely get all of the hype. So if you think first team, second team, you're likely going to see it be Quidshawn Jukins mm-hmm. and uh, Rocket Sanders. Those 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 two guys will probably be number one and number two as far as the SEC All SEC team goes. Yes, so disrespect, disrespect. So Jarquez Hunter likely does not make the preseason All SEC team. Okay, all right. So wait, uh, is it just by default because those guys were starters last year? And yes. Jarquez, okay, all right. I mean, I mean, but Jukins was amazing last year. Like, let's not. Pretend like Quishon right, Jenkins. Man. He was nah, he was amazing. No, he was Jenkins was amazing last was, year. Rocket Sanders, average. Rocket Sanders led the league <laughs> last year, right? So it's like, and and Jameer Gibbs was still getting all the hype, but but still. So I think that with the fact that Arkansas has been what they've been on the ground the last couple of seasons, and Sanders has been a top contributor for that, there's no reason to think that he's not going to be one of the top two backs in the league as well. Uh, uh, but once you get past him, I, I mean, the question is, who's number three? I think the answer should naturally be Jarquez Hunter, and that might be orange and blue glasses looking at that, but 
Did, did, Ar- did Arkansas take a step back offensively last year? Not in the run game. Okay. They definitely did in the past game. And then they lost their offensive coordinator in the offseason this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to be able to produce offensively coming up into the new, new season. Um, but we will find out very soon. All right. Our guy, Michael Carlisle, Yak. You think yak all over him. Yeah, Yeah. yak all over him. He will have to break tackles at the line. O-line still a question until it is not. Praying the transfers are a huge upgrade in the run game. I think it's a fair comment. Uh, You know, listen, if you are jaded by this, these previous O-lines, I get it. Uh, But this will be a brand new look O-line. And they did show us, though, they did show us over the last four games that run blocking wasn't necessarily as bad as we thought it was. Correct. Because they ran for more yards on any Nick Saban coached Alabama team since he's been coached there. 303 yards on the ground versus Alabama. This, last year's O-line, Michael, produced that. (laughs) Right. And it wasn't all Tank and Jarquez dodging people in the backfield. I mean, they just ran, they lined up and ran the ball. Now, Robbie Ashford had something to do with that. I was about to say, Robbie, Robbie contributed heavily to that. <laughs> yeah. Right, but still, it's possible. It's possible for us to see something, uh, I think, pretty good here. So I'm not, I'm not conceding that he's going to be dodging defenders in the backfield just yet, but hopefully that's something that Hugh Freeze looks at the tape and finds a way to uh, fix that. Uh, Daniel Moultrie says, rewatch the 2017 AU versus UJ game at Jordan-Hare Stadium. That O-line and carry-on, if our O-line can come together this season, I think Jarquez could... Be just as good, if not better, than carry on in 2017. Uh, I'm going to, a little bit of a controversial statement here. I think Jarquez Hunter has the potential to be way better than carry on Johnson ever was. I don't know how controversial that is. I mean, he, you have the potential to be, um, definitely puts it in a place where I think that's as Well, we haven't easy, seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, no, we haven't seen it. I, I mean, listen. As much as you and I have disagreed about Jarquez versus Tank last season, I will say that I think that Jarquez Hunter has the potential to be one of the best backs in Auburn history, mm. just based upon what I've seen from him thus far in his ability. He just he has something special about him, man. Right. He has something special about him that he doesn't quit, and he's just he's tough, and he's got a ton of top end speed. That's the one. I think that's the the biggest separator between Jarquez Hunter. You say it's something. Yeah. 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 I I think that's just the biggest separator between Jarquez Hunter and a Tank Bixby, a Carrion Johnson, a name the good backs that we've had of recent that have gone over. Like Trey Mason had that kind of top end speed, but Jarquez Hunter is a guy who, when he gets in the open field, remind me of a time you've seen somebody run him down. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's I mean, he's hurling guys. I mean, he's super athletic for, you know, for somebody who is his size in terms of, you know, his his build and stockiness. Um, yeah, I'm with you on this one. Listen, uh, carry on was a good back. I always thought he ran a little too upright to, yeah. to, to last. Right. You know, he was kind of a taller running back. Um, and he, he the, the thing that made carry on special to me was just his he found a way to be patient 
mm-hmm. and and navigate and find and, and pick spots and you know he he was he just his his durability was always the issue was always the issue with carry on yeah, yeah he just Gus. wasn't very durable <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but to your point you know okay so when we talk about best backs in history I I think part of what hurts these kids in this day and age is is that you know a lot of the records that lack set again were during a time where there was we were workhorse and running backs. And just not a lot of schools are doing that unless you plan on your guy getting hurt. Yeah. Or you just don't have anybody else. Or like I even, I just don't see it happening that much anymore because everybody is, and we see it in the draft as well too, where people are deprioritizing running backs because you could just go, or you can go out and find a running back. Yeah. You find a couple of them. And you're going to play multiple running backs. I mean, (laughs) it's just, I don't know. I just feel like, the stats may not show it at the end of the day, but I think he can blow way past carry on in terms of, but and I think Hugh Freeze is going to be smarter about Al using his running backs more so than Gus was. Uh, just, yeah. just, just my, uh, just my thought. Uh, Lawrence Robinson, if they're emphasizing tempo, they probably want multiple backs that can do similar things. What do you think about this? Yeah, I think that's exactly correct. Mm-hmm. Is that in order for you to play fast, you need to be able to have. You don't need to be able to. You don't need to have to substitute to be able to be multiple in the way that you want to attack. Right, and you want to be able to just kind of plug and play, guys. So if if we're gonna run six plays in a row and Jarquez Hunter is involved in three or four of them and he needs a breath, I don't want to put in somebody else. And now I have to change the way I'm calling plays. I need to be able to call plays in that same way in order to keep my foot on the gas. So this is absolutely true that you need two. You need two guys for for injury purposes just to start with, but. In order to play at tempo, mm-hmm. you need it. You need two guys who can do everything that the other guy can do, or one guy that can do the same thing that the first guy can do, so that you can play the same way and just continue to churn through your process. Mm. Haley Tubbs, I think Jarquez Hunter will be better than KJ because he will be able to stay healthier since we won't be treating him like a workhorse running back, kind of echoing what we were talking about earlier. Um, Lance Morgan, uh, I'm sorry, Steve Bradley comes in. I'm excited to see Batty as our return man and maybe some backfield duties. Uh, I think they're going to use him. I think he's going to be pretty multiple. Mm-hmm. And this offense, uh, he's a little shorter than some of the other running backs, but like, uh, you know, as far as build is concerned, he looks like he came into camp in great shape yeah. um, and ready to go when, well, from what I saw at the open practice. Uh, Lance Morgan, I'm super curious uh, on how this new offensive line and build will work. Good players, upgraded parts. But if you build a motor wrong, it doesn't always run right. Uh, I like this analogy, actually. Yeah. Uh, Lance, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. They have all the, a lot of the work is going to be at O line. I just think it'll be hard pressed for them to do much worse than what they did over the first half of last season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and we saw it get better as the season went on, but also having Robbie Ashford be a run threat, I think gave them a little bit of an advantage in trying to figure it out, at least from run blocking standpoint. And making yeah, guys it, play eleven on eleven. It, yeah, that's that 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 is absolutely a key. If you're struggling in the run game, having a quarterback that can do some stuff to to get you right absolutely helps. Mm. Um, but again, and, you know, we've said we said this to start the season last year. I will echo it again this year. Running quarterback is not the only remedy for poor pass blocking, poor run Facts. blocking. Facts. Accuracy. From and and decisiveness from your quarterback actually is a good remedy as well. Mm-hmm. So if you can be decisive and accurate as a passer, that helps your run game just as much as a quarterback being able to run well because it makes the defense have to 
got to back up a little bit. You got to play honest on the outside. You got to do some other things. So um, the quarterback position is key. It's just depending upon it. And, and if you have a quarterback that can do both, though, you come, you become damn near unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Todd Jordan says no one should sleep on Damari either. Like, listen, Damari cannot be a forgotten man here. This is a kid that's doing all the right things, working hard. I want to see him get his shot as well, too. But again, because we're going to be multiple in that backfield, he should get a chance early. Uh, Sanford Johnson, I'm going to be yelling Neshoba County, Mississippi all season. Hashtag Mississippi magic. Uh, assuming that's where uh, Jarquez Hunter is from. Yeah, um, he is. Okay. He went to uh, Neshoba County High School, I think, mm. um, in Mississippi. Last comment before we get out of here. Dave Madlock, I trust Coach Caddy to know what's best for the running back room. I like the idea of keeping Cobb in the weight room this year and then unleash him next year. Uh, so do I. Like I said, he can still get touches, though. Yeah. He can still get touches. And the other thing that you don't want sometimes, I think, is for these guys to get hurt and meaningless duty in a season where they weren't going to tri- contribute significantly anyway. So... Uh, maybe protect the kid a little bit there in terms of health. Uh, but uh, they seem to be stacked in the running back room. So unless something is going wrong, I don't expect to see Cobb a lot on the field. I just don't, you know. Yeah, it, should, it shouldn't be a necessity. Um, you've got enough guys that should be able to contribute in front of them. So we will see. But it's definitely a thing that the, the coaches need to be monitoring. It's Monday, March the 6th. We, we talked running back today. We'll be back at you guys tomorrow on the morning drop. Myself, Ike Jones, B. Will, C. Dub. We're signing off as always. War Eagle. Peace. Drop.